Welcome to episode 199 of the TruthQuest podcast, the truth about the baby formula shortage. Before we get started, I want to ask you to do me a favor and share the show. If you're on social media and topics such as the Constitution, specifically what's not in it, communism in America, the empire of lies, the American financial system, or secession comes up, please share the topic-specific TruthQuest episode with your debate partner. Episodes are available on a host of platforms, including iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, Truth Social, Getter, Amazon Music, Podbean, BitChute, Rumble, and Instagram, where I post a short highlight of each show at instagram.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Whatever platform you may be listening to this on, please take a moment and give it a five-star rating, hit the like button, or leave a positive review. Another way you can help grow the show is to throw a small donation my way at the TruthQuest podcast patronage page. All donations will be used to drive awareness of the podcast through online advertising. See this episode's show notes page at truthquest.podbean.com for details. And finally, please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. Unless you have been living under a rock or pay very little attention to the news, you are likely aware of the baby formula shortage here in the United States. Now keep in mind, this is not a worldwide phenomenon just here in the States. That's an important distinction that I want you to keep in mind throughout the episode. When the shit hit the fan, CBS Evening News put it this way, The White House is now scrambling to find a solution to the country's worsening shortage. But early on, all you heard from the mainstream media, White House spokespeople, and government officials at the FDA was a story of deflection, meaning they were deflecting blame from its rightful source. In this episode, I intend to point the finger directly at the real culprit while bolstering a claim I have been making repeatedly in these episodes. Everything seems to have started at a Abbott Nutrition manufacturing facility in Michigan back in February. They implemented a supposedly voluntary product recall due to potential contamination concerns, but it is clear that the FDA was breathing down their neck the whole time. The factory has been shut down since the February recall. Ultimately, no bacteria was discovered at the Abbott Labs connected to the recall. Just this week, the middle of May, Abbott entered into a consent decree with the FDA to reopen the facility and restart production. In addition to the FDA, the Justice Department weighed in. Attorney General in name only, Merrick Garland, said, quote, The Justice Department will vigorously enforce the laws ensuring the safety of our food and other essential consumer products. Of course, he doesn't vigorously enforce laws ensuring Supreme Court justices aren't harassed at their residence, nor does he vigorously enforce money laundering and influence peddling laws when they involve anyone with the last name Biden, nor does he help enforce the southern border. But like all good leftists, in positions of power, he picks and chooses what he deems as important, and apparently, consumer products made the cut. Any questions come to mind? You may be thinking, what's the big deal? One baby formula factory shuts down. How does that cause all hell to break loose? Another question you might have is, why the hell is the federal government involved in the baby formula business? And, as discussed in the previous episode, The Truth About What Is Not in the Constitution, you might be wondering, where in the Constitution is baby formula or consumer products? For that matter, where in the Constitution is the FDA? What else is there to this story? Have you ever heard of the United States Special Supplemental Nutrition Program for Women, Infants, and Children? 
better known as the WIC program? It's another unconstitutional federal program. Well, come to find out, it distributes about half the infant formula used in the United States, at no cost to low-income families. Established in 1974, the WIC program is administered by yet another unconstitutional federal agency, Food and Nutrition Service, FNS, which is part of yet another larger unconstitutional agency, the U.S. Department of Agriculture. Get this. In 2004, the government spent almost $5 billion on the WIC program. By 2016, this total had increased to $6.5 billion. As of 2014, there were more than 8 million Americans covered by the program. As with most things involving the federal government, it gets worse. Ryan McMakin, writing for Mises.org, put it this way, quote, Within this voucher program, funds are funneled to select corporations through programs that grant a formula company, quote, the exclusive right to have its formula provided to WIC participants in the state, end quote. He goes on. In practice, this means the largest companies with the most lobbyists are able to dominate the subsidized portion of the market. Since the subsidized portion of the market is so large, it usually means those companies dominate the market overall. This makes it harder for newcomers to break into the market and offer any real competition. This means the marketplace becomes reliant on a small number of large firms, end quote. As you might imagine, WIC has been a significant source of income for these formula companies for decades. Econ 101 demonstrates that when something is subsidized, its price rises because their customers are given, quote, free money. Think about the cost of college, the subject of episode 39. Baby formula is no different. The presence of the WIC program artificially drives up prices for all parents who are unable or unwilling to breastfeed. It gets worse. Turns out just three domestic manufacturers dominate the infant formula market in the United States. Why does the U.S. government support this triopoly? Isn't more competition more desirable than less for the consumer? Not when you can wield influence with lobbyists. Crony capitalism and corporate welfare are staples for our overlords in D.C. It gets worse. Not only are there only three main domestic manufacturers, but they produce 98% of all baby formula consumed in the United States. 98%. Are you kidding me? Some of you might be thinking, well, that's good. American jobs, American manufacturing. Or you might be thinking, well, that kind of makes sense since it's probably cheaper and more economical to produce it here than to have to import or transport it. Both are valid points if the fact was born out of a free market environment, but this isn't. You probably won't be surprised to find out that the same federal government that has screwed everything up to this point artificially created this domestic monopoly through protectionist trade policies. U.S. policy restricts the importation of formula that does not meet FDA requirements. Derek Thompson at The Atlantic notes that the FDA... Quote, regulation of formula is so stringent that most of the stuff that comes out of Europe is illegal to buy here due to technicalities like labeling requirements. The tax on formula imports can exceed 17%. And under President Trump, the U.S. entered into the new North American Trade Agreement that it actively discourages formula imports from our largest trading partner, Canada. Ryan McMakin adds this, 
Quote, however, those products that jump through all those hoops face further restrictions. The FDA mandates that even qualifying formula manufacturers must wait 90 days before marketing any new formula. Even a government bureaucrat with a mediocre IQ and no economic training knows intuitively that this rigged supply system leaves American consumers with fewer options than if the free market were allowed to operate in the baby formula market. These same lame-brained bureaucrats could also foresee the disastrous ramifications if that supply is ever interrupted. But did our federal overlords see this coming? Nope, because they are accountable to no one. Oh, get this. What is one of the fixes the federal government came up with to help alleviate the formula shortage? Import formula from overseas. Duh. Outgoing White House spokesperson Jen Circleback, screw you guys, I'm going to MSNBC, Saki, said, quote, We are cutting as much red tape as possible, including allowing imports. Don't let this point go unnoticed. The federal government creates a problem and then proposes a fix that only they can implement. The federal government imposed restrictions on supply by limiting competition. They imposed a recall on one of the largest manufacturers. A supply shock ensues, and their response is to dial back their own restrictive red tape policy. Shit like this can only happen in government, never in the free market, at a privately owned or a publicly traded company. If a private company or a publicly traded company only has three manufacturing facilities, do you think they just sit around and make no contingency plans in case one of them goes offline? Hell no. People lose their jobs if they let that shit happen. But not in government. This is simply another one in a long list of evidence of the devastation perpetrated on the American people due to the incompetence of unconstitutional federal agencies. And it serves as more evidence of the federal government's 100% failure rate. It's federal meddling in areas of our life where they literally have no power and no business to be. Think about it. The Federal Reserve. The dollar has lost over 90% of its purchasing power since 1913 when it was founded. And today we're faced with out-of-control inflation due solely to the incompetence of the Fed expanding the money supply. What about the justice system? The Department of Justice, the FBI, they are corrupt to the core. They investigate parents as domestic terrorists if they attend school board meetings and yell at their elected officials. They put through the Russia collusion hoax, putting Trump and all of his associates through hell for four years. They abuse the FISA court. They enforce a dual justice system, one for well-connected Democrats and one for everyone else. What about Social Security? It's bankrupt. The southern border, wide open. COVID policies, all complete disasters, resulting in death, permanent adverse side effects, suicides, educational lapses, lost jobs, lost businesses. How about the education system? Absolutely pathetic. Wars and armed conflicts without congressional declaration of war. Millions of people in countries all over the world impacted by our military and the intelligence community. Specific to the topic at hand, Get this, the WIC program is not equipped to handle online shopping, in-store purchases only. Imagine that. We are spending billions of dollars annually on this program, and the federal government cannot be bothered to do the most obvious thing 
allow their welfare recipients the ability to spend their welfare dollars online. See what I mean by 100% failure rate? Or what about the fact that during this whole episode, it's become apparent that the feds had truckloads of baby formula ready to be distributed to, drumroll please, illegal immigrants at the southern border. You simply can't make this stuff up. They stockpile formula at detention centers in Texas, but screw up the supply to U.S. citizens. And the most obvious, the fact that there are no baby formula shortages anywhere else in the first world. No problems in Europe, Canada, or anywhere else for that matter. I cannot say this enough. Centralization is a disaster. The baby formula shortage is just another in a long line of proof. Decentralization is the answer. The fact that the federal government, which was granted limited powers in Article 1, Section 8 of the Constitution, is involved in shit like baby formula is indicative of how far we have fallen as a nation. This is pure insanity. If you want to go into a deep dive on the topic of decentralization, check out episode 182. Let's put the puzzle pieces together. So we have an unconstitutional federal agency involved in the regulation of the consumer product, which in and of itself is unconstitutional. On top of that, we have another unconstitutional agency that sets up an unconstitutional welfare program to give away said consumer product to so-called low-income Americans, which accounts for over half of the sales volume in the country. Then we have the federal government implementing protectionist trade policies, which, believe it or not, is not unconstitutional. They do that in order to ensure that a handful of domestic producers of said consumer product do not have to compete with foreign competitors. Then one of the three favored producers of said consumer product stops producing and, oh shit, now what? In order to fix the problem, the federal government undoes some of its restrictive trade policies and regulations. I know I keep saying this, but you just can't make this stuff up. Folks, the United States federal government is a flaming pile of dog shit. They suck at everything they do. The level of incompetence, waste, fraud, and abuse is mind-boggling. Not only do they suck at what they do, but most of what they do is unconstitutional. There is no accountability in these centralized schemes because Congress refuses to do their job and oversee the spending. Meanwhile, the courts and Congress and the states fail to call bullshit and declare things unconstitutional, and thus null and void. So we are left with an ever-expanding federal government led by an oligarchy class of politicians and run by a bunch of leftist bureaucrats pulling the strings behind the curtain in all of these unconstitutional federal agencies. I know I say it all the time, but the only thing that can save America from itself is if several states secede from the Union and create their own nation-state. Until that happens, we will continue to be subjected to the most asinine levels of incompetence by our overlords in D.C., including, of all things, baby formula. And that's the truth about the baby formula shortage. Please join the conversation on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash truthquestpodcast. 